Hello, and welcome to the Hugenhoff Kindred, episode 48. Today I have Laura on once again, but before we get into um, that, I want to do the station news. So I do want to remind everybody, if you'd like to check out my website, please feel free to do so. And that is at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F dot org. You can find my podcast to download there, and there's an RSS link, which I would, of course, suggest. Uh, there's also an email link, or you could just send it to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you did not come across us from the Northern Runes Radio, please check them out. It's actually really easy. Just Google Northern Runes Radio, and they've got a lot of stuff come up. Dan still is putting out shows. Um, I think he's on a little bit of a hiatus, but he'll, he's, he's got shows that come out periodically, and he's putting up some of the old Runic series shows, I believe. And that was a really good series. So if you have not listened to those, definitely check them out. And he's got some other people on there as well. Um, and if you subscribe to his RSS, you'll get my podcast as well. So do please check him out. I like Dan's work. Um, but like I said, I have Lore on and, or Steve, do you want to tell people where you can get, where they can get your book? Well, if you'd like to, uh, purchase one of my books, uh, they're all science fiction right now, except for one poetry, no- uh, little book, which only, I think, Byron likes, but that's fine. Um, yeah, I still think it's good. <laughs> people should check it out. Yeah, anyway, uh, you sorry. can go to Amazon.com and just type in my name, Stephen Oaks, S-T-E-V-E-N, W-A-K-S, and uh, the science fiction stuff is under uh, the Outsiders trilogy. That's all in one book now. It's three separate books, but I put it together. But exciting news! My mm-hmm. latest book should be coming out within the month, because I just got done going through it for the final time. I'm just waiting on some cover art, and it is ready to go. Nice, that is exciting. So by the time people are hearing this, which will be the first, um, it'll probably be out then, won't it? Uh, it just depends. I'm having a little vacation coming up, and I may not be able to put it out until I'm back from that, which would be, okay. I think, the 7th. So I don't know. All right, but still, people can go out around the 7th and check it out. Yeah, that's cool. I'll have to see what that one's about, too. Oh, okay, so that's exciting. Um yes. Yeah. I guess we're going to... Oh, and I will try to put those links in the show notes. I remembered the last couple times, so hopefully I'll keep up that trend. Um, so today I said we would get back into the actual lore, and we are going to do that. So today we're going to read The Lay of Harboth. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um... I've got um, Hollander's translation, and I know, Lore, you've got a couple different translations, including the sacred text one, yes. which is nice because it's free. You can find it for free, but uh, I, I do prefer the Hollander translation. So we're kind of going to go through this line by line. Before we start that, I just wanted to give a quick overview and just kind of say that uh, basically... It's Odin and Thor having a bit of a back and forth. Uh, Thor does not know that it's Odin that he's talking to, and it seems to me Odin's kind of just having a little bit of fun with him, and of course Thor's getting a little bit frustrated about the whole scenario, and they just kind of argue back and forth, and there's a lot of allusions to other stories and the lore and stuff that we'll go over in depth when we get to those stanzas. Um, but it's kind of a more light-hearted piece of the lore, I think. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add to it before we actually start the line-by-line? Line? No, that pretty much covered what I was thinking. Okay. Okay, well, let's just go ahead and jump into this. Uh, oops. Okay, so I'll just start with the first stanza. And it says, Thor called out, Who is that fellow there by the fairy who stands? Um, I don't think we have to add hmm. anything to that. Or do you have something? Well, in the translation I have, it just says, Who's on the farther shore? It doesn't okay. say anything about a ferryman. But then the next stanza says, It's the ferryman who speaks. 
Okay, so yeah, all of these translations are slightly different, it seems, and a lot of times the differences aren't that important. It's the same message is getting across, but sometimes the differences are pretty big. Uh, yeah, and, and Odin is acting as the ferryman, and ultimately Thor is asking him for a ride across the river, which he doesn't get. Um, <laughs> the ferryman says... I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> when you're this old, I don't think spoilers count anymore. All right. Uh, I think there's a time limit on those. And yeah, this is definitely exceeds that time limit. Uh, the ferryman said, Who is the fellow there over the Firth who calls? Um, and if you have anything, just stop me because... Well, who's like, the who's who's the man yonder? The yeah. uh, in this one it says who's the peasant. It, it seems more confrontational sounding. Yeah. yeah. All right, and that kind of does make sense though with the coming back and forth that they have. So I don't have a huge problem with that. Uh, moving on to three, Thor said, "Ferry me over the firth. Ferry me over the firth. I shall feed thee this morn." In the basket on my back is the best of foods. My fill of it had I by my fireside of herring and oats. Ere from home I fared. Uh, the homely fare of the... Okay. Anything you wanted to say on that? There, there's a footnote that says the homely fare of the yeoman's god. But it, I think um, the herring and oats is just kind of like... It, it alludes to the food of the common man, so to speak, which uh, Thor is normally associated with the common man or regular people, where Odin's yeah, normally associated with nobility or kings or warriors. Uh, all I'm seeing is, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of different translations. Uh, he says just, at leisure I ate, here the house I left, so, you know, before I left home, of herrings and porridge, so plenty I had. Okay. It's like, yeah, I ate, got some food, you can have right. it. Right, right, which seems a fair enough deal. Mm -hmm. The ferryman said, An early deed thou deemst thy meal, but dost thou know that downhearted thy home folks, dead I ween is thy mother. Uh, so what does your say here? <laughs> of thy morning feats art thou proud, but the future thou knowest not wholly. Doleful thine homecoming is, thy mother, methinks, is dead. Okay, so um, a note says Thor's mother is Fjorgin, the Earth. Um, and then it gives a stanza 56 below in the Valsapa, stanza 55, whose death would fill everyone with dismay. So I don't know why he's saying that. That seems a little mean-spirited. Be like, yeah, your mom's dead. <laughs> yeah, you're so happy about this morning? Well, yeah. guess what? Your mom's dead. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah, okay, thanks. Uh, why do you know that? <laughs> right. Alright, let's, let's go ahead and go on for now. Uh, Thor said, That saith thou now, which would seem to all most mournful to hear, that my mother be dead. Uh, okay, so obviously it'd be really sad, because again, Thor's mother is the earth, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, the ferryman said, Yet methinks unlikely that three farms thou ownest, for barefoot thou art, and in beggar's clothes, scarce whole are the are the breeks on thy buttocks. Three good dwellings methinks thou hast not, foot thou standest, and wearest a beggar's dress, not even hose dost thou have. Yeah, um, now there is a footnote here which I want to read. It says, the connection is probably this. You are of too little account for the death of your mother to make such a stir. Because Thora just said, like, well, everyone would be mourning if my mother was dead. And like, then, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the comeback is basically whatever, you're a poor person. So, I mean, this is just... Odin, I think, again, having a little bit of fun at the expense of Thor. And that first stanza where he said your mother is dead was actually in a lot of ways so ludicrous. Certainly, he knew that Thor probably wouldn't actually believe what he said there. 
Mm -hmm. Um, But something this does kind of say is, again, it associates Thor um, with not being a rich, princely, well-dressed god. And again, associates the idea that Thor is a god of the common man or regular people. So, I'll move on. Uh, Thor said, Steer hither the dugout, the haven I shall show thee, but who stones the boat which thou hast yonder? Uh, Can you read yours? Uh, Steer thou hither the boat, the landing here shall I sow thee, or show thee, but who's the craft that thou keepest on the shore? Okay. Who owns that boat? Who made it? Who owns the boat? Okay. Uh, so going on, he is held. He is held off height. Who bade me helmsman be the dodgeful chief who dwells by Rathsey Sound? He bade me haul no horse thieves or robbers, but goodly men only whose going, whose goings on I knew. Now say thy name, if over the sound thou wilt. And there is a note on Hildoff which says, "Battle wolf, that is warrior." Okay, so he's basically... wolf. What's that? Uh, this one says slaughtering wolf, so it's a wolf, obviously. Okay, alright. Which, again, there's connections there with Odin and wolves. Uh, but I think the important part is he's like, my master, or in this case, said to not take across dishonorable people, or horse thieves in this case. So again, a little bit of a jab at Thor, being mm-hmm. like, oh, are you a thief? I don't want to just take some common thief across. Which which is kind of funny, because of all the gods, Thor is probably the most, um, oh, what would you say? The honest, most honorable. Yeah, 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 the most honest and the most honorable, where Odin sometimes bends those rules a little bit. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Thor... Thor said, I should utter my name, though outlawed I were, and that of all my kin. I am Othin's son, Mealy's brother, Magni's father, a good strong, a god strong in thews, tis with Thor thou speakest. Speakest. This now I ask, what thy name be? Um, so, again, he's saying who he is, he's Thor. Uh, I, I also like the part where he says, I should mu- I should utter my name, though outlawed I were. So, not he isn't outlawed, but even if he were, he wouldn't use a deceptive name. He wouldn't use a fake name. Because, again, well, Thor is very proud of who he is. The translation here is almost saying that he is indeed in danger at this point, and yet he will utter his name. It's basically, my name is... Name indeed shall I tell, though in danger I am. Oh, okay. So there's a difference there. Oh, I don't know what danger he would be in. Right. It's Thor. <laughs> well, right. And where is he again? No, I don't remember. Uh, uh, see if I can go back. So I'm trying to think, where is he moving to and from? I think he's coming back from the Giant's Land. Okay, yeah, I think that's right. So, I mean, he is kind... I I guess you could argue that he is in danger, because the giants would, if they did find him, want to kill him, because he's always fighting with the giants. But yeah, that is a big distinction. I suppose the one thing that seems clear is, regardless of whether or not he's in danger, he would willingly give his name. And I think that, again, speaks to the honesty of Thor, Mm -hmm. which... Is interesting to juxtapose Odin because he is currently using a false name and like, does during this often. conversation and does quite often, yeah. Which I think is a big difference between those two gods. One is absolute, Thor is absolutely the honest, straightforward one, and Odin's a lot more, I wouldn't say underhanded, but he's. Cunning? Cunning, yeah, that's good. That's a good way to put it. And you know, I think in people at large, both of those things are important. I think, I, I think the honest, straightforward is pretty obvious. You don't have to argue that. It's like, yeah, an honest person, obviously, that's good, and it is. But I think there's a place for the gun, the cunning person as well. You know. um Especially if you're using your cunning. And notice I'm saying cunning and not immoral action. I'm not saying 
I don't buy the whole greater good argument. Like, yeah, you can murder a couple kids as long as it's the greater good somehow. I, I don't believe that. But if you're a little cunning, if you do things like use fake names and um, portray the truth in certain lights, which could be slightly beneficial to your cause, stuff like that. Not lying, I don't think you should lie, but you can portray the truth in a more favorable light. And I think that sometimes people like that are also necessary to keep society running smoothly. So, I, I don't know, I'm just saying that I think that both gods have their place, and both mentalities are important. Agreed. All right, so let's go on. Uh, the ferryman said, I am Harberth Height. I hide my name, but seldom. And there's a note on Harberth, which means Whorebeard, that is Odin. All right, so that's, again, one of his many, many names. Uh, Thor said, Why shouldest thou hide thy name, but thou hadst good cause? <clears throat> Okay. Do you have something the, different? Why Why would you hide your name if quarrel thou hast not? If quarrel thou hast not. Okay. But, so I see it more as, hey, if you're if you're not in trouble, why would you hide your name? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think that's um, that's probably more in line with what he said. This one is worded a little confusingly. <laughs> but yeah, why would you hide your name if if you were a good, out, upstanding person, basically? Which I think is a mentality that makes a lot of sense, though it's it's not the whole story all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ferryman said, Even though sought I were from such as thee, I would fend my life, but I would fade and doom. But I were fade and doom. Um, that is for some me... Some misdeed outlawed. Can you read yours? Because that's and a little though confusing. I had a quarrel from such as thou art, yet nonetheless my life would I guard, unless I be doomed to die. Oh, okay. So, what's it saying there? Even though you have a quarrel, you'd obviously still protect yourself and defend yourself. Yes, if I, if I had a quarrel, of course I would hide myself. That would be the smart thing to do, lest okay. I die. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, I suppose that is kind of that is kind of true. I I do think there's some places where maybe using a false name would actually be quite appropriate. Um, but again, there's a certain type of person who would do that, and a certain type of person who would not do that. And you know, it, it's it's a very fine line to walk too because if you're like you're using a false name and you start a new family under a false name that seems like maybe not such a good idea because it's not being honest to your future family but on the other hand if you're like let's say you're an undercover agent of some sort like an undercover cop obviously they use false names all the time and what they're doing, I don't think, is necessarily a wrong and bad thing. Obviously, it can be. I'm not saying the police are always right by any stretch of the imagination. But there there might be certain undercover situations where you could use a false name and be okay with that. Especially if they're dealing with immoral people because they don't have the same rights that regular people have. Uh. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're dealing with people who have actually broken autonomy. Hey, are, are we going to go into an autonomy rant again? <laughs> no, I think we've been over that plenty of times. If anybody wants to know what we're talking about, check out whatever episode that happened on. Eight? I think 8.5? Oh, it was a long time ago. Eight point, I, I have the website open, fortunately. Um, 8.5. 8.5 is when we went into great depths in autonomy itself. Uh, I made it 8.5 because the episode basically had absolutely nothing to do with also true. It was purely discussing autonomy. Um, but yeah, that's where we go into it in depth if anyone is curious. 
Anyway, for now, I think we can go on, though. Um, 13, Thor said, A wary thing it were to me who wade through the water to thee, and so wet my nether parts I would maul thee, top for thou mocking speech, if I could but cross the sound. Okay, so here I think Thor is starting to get a little bit irritated with the back and forth. Um, <laughs> I was just reading through mine. Okay, did yep. you? What, no, did you no, it's add? basically the same thing, but okay. he does call him a weakling in here instead. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's getting upset because Thor is very much the god who doesn't like to have these prolonged discussions. I mean, Odin's always having these prolonged discussions, but yeah, Thor is much more to the point and doesn't like going through this kind of thing. So, 14, the ferryman said, Here shall I stand till thou hither comest, no hardier, hardier foe shalt find, now Hrungnir is dead. And the note on that, a mountain giant, the largest of the tribe, he challenges Thor to single combat and is felled by the hammer. Yep. Okay, so are you saying that he's, you know, also a worthy foe? So a little bit of fighting words, I suppose. Um, going on to 15, Thor said, That that hung near I fought, thou hast heard aright. The stout-hearted who a stone bore as head, yet I did him to death, and he bit the dust. What didst thou do meanwhile, Harbarth? Um... So this part is nice because it's, it's alluding to a couple other stories. This one being the Rungnir story, which I think that is the giant in Thor Goes a Fishing from that one book. Uh, I, I can't. Hrungnir. Uh, a giant rashly wagered his head that his horse, Golfaxi, was swifter than Othin's Slepnir. In the race where Hrungnir lost, he managed to dash invited into the home of the gods where he became very drunk. Thor ejected him and accepted his challenge to a duel, and yes. <laughs> Thor okay. smacked him right in the head. Okay. Oh, well, that was, a, that was a different story then. I guess I was getting him confused. Um, but still, you know, obviously a hard to beat foe. And, and the people reading this story would probably be intimately familiar with all of these names, more, more so than we are. Um, okay, so going on, the ferryman said, Was I with Fjolver full five winters on that island which is Algrown Height? There war we waged and waited in blood, tried many deeds and maidens lured. And the note, nothing is known about this myth. Is it merely a hoax to satisfy Thor's curiosity? At any rate, the name's Fjolver, the very cautious, and Algren, all green, that is the earth, seems gotten up ad hoc. Um, so I don't know, is is uh, Odin just making up something to sort of say well, I was doing stuff too, or is this an allusion to a story that we've that we've lost now. Um, both actually seem appropriate in the context of this story, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it really is. No, I don't either. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it's hard to say. Um, I guess I'll go on. In, in a lot of ways, it doesn't matter, but if it does allude to a story, it kind of makes you wonder what that story was. Um, but going on to 17, Thor said, Did you win the love of the women? And the ferryman said, Mary had been the maids, if but meek they had been. Friendly had been the women, if but fond they had been. Of sand and under waves they wound their ropes. Out of the deep dales they dug forth the grounds. With willy words I outwitted them all. With the sister seven I slept, my will I worked with them all. What's this, what didst thou meanwhile do, Thor? <clears throat> um, okay, so there's a note, two notes. Odin is still teasing Thor with his ifs, it said. And the other note. These activities seem to have reference to river or sea goddesses. 
The ropes of sand are the ripple marks in the sand near the shore of the sea and rivers. The mountain torrents dig deep gashes. Okay. And apparently Thor is always eager for stories about women, <laughs> is what this says here. Okay. Okay. Alright, so... So that's another thing. Again, I mean, just going on with the mocking back and forth, I suppose. And Odin does kind of have a way with women that Thor doesn't necessarily have as much anyway. And I mean that could be that could be a topic in itself, I suppose. Thor and women. But uh for now I think I'll go on to nineteen. Thor said Strong Thiazzi the Thurs I overthrew in battle, and the awful eyes of Alvaldi's son I cast on the cloudless sky. Those be the mighty marks of my great works, which all men since may see. What's did thou meanwhile what's did thou meanwhile, Harbarth? So this is Thor again talking about some of his exploits. The note says according to Skald Skarpamal, chapter one, all the gods slew him. See also Lucasin. Oh, and um that's Thiazzi. All the gods slew him. And Avaldi's son Thiazzi's eyes were cast up to the sky by Othan, according to Skaldskarpamol, chapter 1, and transformed into stars to appease his daughter, Scotty. Uh, and actually, that's a, yeah, that's a story that's later on in the lore of how, to appease Scotty, they promise her a husband of the Aesir, but she has to choose by just his feet, I think it is. Yes. And also, they throw the eyes of her father up into the sky, and they become stars. But it, but again, that was a very powerful tho- fo- foe. So again, Thor's like, well, you know, I killed, I killed this giant. There's there's marks in the world that will have me be remembered forever. And all you did in your story was chase women around. So, I, th- I'm doing better. Is sort of the idea. Uh, 20, the ferryman said, With love spells mighty, I lured witch woman and made them forsake their mates. A hearty thirst, kill birth me seemed a magic wand he gave me, but I willed him out of his wits. And the note says nothing is known of the exploits referred to in this stanza. And again, if he's just making things up to have an a reply or not is a question. But I, I think this is kind of funny because, you know, Odin is like, well, I got me some girls. To Well, he knows he knows his son well if it is to believed. Yeah. The other statement is that Thor loves stories about women. Yeah, well, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's comical in a lot of ways to put like, and if these stories he's telling are true or not, it doesn't even matter, to put like, as, as a comparison of like, I did these great deeds and made the world a safer, safer place by defeating giants, if your comeback is like, well, I seduced these women over, it's, um, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not. I don't know how our ancestors would have taken this, but there's kind of a tongue-in-cheek humor to it, I would think. Just the mm-hmm. comeback of like, oh, you did these great things. Well, I seduced this girl. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I, I think that's that's kind of humorous in a way. <laughs> and I mean, I don't think they really compare in the, in the least. But um, Thor said... Then thou gavest back ill for good. And the ferryman said, One man's ill is the other man's luck, and such things each for himself. What's did thou meanwhile, Thor? What didst thou meanwhile, Thor? So I, I just thought that was kind of a funny comment. One man's ill is the other man's luck. Uh, and, and again, I think the things Odin is saying here are mostly in jest because he's egging on Thor and and having this banter back and forth. So I don't think this would be the right story to say everything Odin says under this assumed name is the moral truth. I think there's a lot of jest going on here just before people think that it's morally best to be 
selfish and only look out for your bat for yourself. Um, Thor said, "In Eastland was I, and slew Etans, wantons, winches who warred on mountains. Much might had the Etans if all did live. Little might had men then in Midgarth round. What didst thou meanwhile, Harbarth?" So again, Thor talking about the role that he played in killing all the giants. And again, how important that was for humanity. Because I think that's something that you kind of have to remember. Midgard was not necessarily a safe place before the gods became more involved in it. And Thor especially, killing the giants so that the that humanity actually could have some sort of... Um, some sort of future in Midgard. Do you have anything to add? I do not. Okay. And I, well, I won't get on too much of a tangent, but I wonder how much the Etans or Giants are symbolically forces of stagnation or even ice, because that's kind of important, too, the idea that weather changes and stuff like that make it more possible or made it more possible for our ancestors to actually survive but that's that's tangent i think we've touched on before (laughs) um i'll move on the ferryman say in valand was i and waged battles urged on thee all things nor ever made peace get oathen all earls slain by the edge of swords but thor the breed of thralls so a couple notes Valand is land of the battlefields and let's see what this says uh, the part where it says urged on the Aethlings nor ever made peace this is the prevailing conception of Odin's activities so again with the warist nature um, and that last line but Thor the breed of thralls uh, the note says, as this assertion is not borne out elsewhere, it seems made to twit Thor. I don't know what that even means. Uh, irritate. Irritate? Okay. Yeah. Because, okay, so a common man and a thrall is not necessarily the same thing. Uh, like, a common man's god is what Thor is, but he's not, like, a slave's god, which is what a thrall is. So it makes sense that would irritate him. Um, Thor said, Uneven wouldst thou deal to Aesir their followers, if too great might were given thee. Um, Uneven wouldst thou deal to Aesir. Did you have anything to add to that? I don't know. Unequal gifts, then wouldst thou give to the gods, if might too much thou shouldst have. So if you're overly strong, you would deal unevenly. Okay. Alright, so I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, I'll go ahead and continue on to 26. Uh, Enough strength hath Thor, or the ferryman said, Enough strength hath Thor, but a stout heart no wise. In faint-hearted fear wast fooled in a mitten, nor seemed then Thor himself in utter dread, thou didst not stare... Thou did not dare to fart or sneeze, lest Fjellar heard it. And that is a reference to that one story with Uthgard with that in, Loki. In, uh, Loki. Yeah. Uthgard Loki and yes. his tricky tricky ways of dealing. Right. Yeah, and that's when and that's the story. I I think we've gone over it, but it's the story where they it starts out they spend a night in what they think is a cave with five rooms, but it's actually just his glove. And then they go into the castle and they do all these tests and fail at all of them, but they were magically sabotaged from the beginning. Like Thor tries to empty a horn and can't do it, but the other end is connected to the sea and and um, there's a couple others about there. So so obviously in that situation, Thor wasn't really just being, uh, <coughs> excuse me, wasn't really lacking bravery or anything in that in that situation. But Thor or Odin egging him on and and 
whatever being a little confrontational is implying that he did so so again that's no, kind he was of still very aggressive and he was. willing to fight anything <laughs> exactly yeah so again this is just odin sort of um hazing him a little bit uh thor said harbarth thou coward to hell i would send thee but i wild him out of his wits what Thou womanish Harbarth, hell would I smite thee straight, could mine arm reach over the sound. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to use a Kindle, because I'm a moron. It yep. it actually says, Harbarth, thou coward, to hell I would send thee, if over the sound I could rage. <clears throat> so yeah, he's like, I would kill you if I could get to you, but I can't. Which is sort of fun, that funny, again, that, that Odin was like, uh, well, when you were fighting this huge giant you're just being a little scaredy cat while he's hiding on the other side of the river <laughs> so I, I i don't think that should be missed uh so the ferryman said why shouldst thou reach over the sound as i slighted thee no wise what didst thou meanwhile thor so i guess here he's saying like i didn't say anything <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Thor replies, And the east was I, an ifing garden, when Svaring's son sought to kill me. Huge stones they hurled, yet they strove in vain. They begged for peace when overborne they were. What hast thou done, meanwhile, Harbarth? And a note is, is again, Vothrusimul, stanza 16, in the original. The river Svaring's son... Farang songs are the giants. Uh, so again, this is speaking of another one of Thor's exploits where he was fighting giants and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, he's got a lot, and I think this really shows just how much good Thor's probably done in the fight against the giants. Um, but the ferryman said, In the east was I, in my arms I held the white-armed maiden with wheedling words gladden the gold dight one till she gave me her love so again thor giving a really great heroic thing that he did and odin kind of going back to this like well i got some girl uh thing i I just (laughs) that seems to kind of happen over and over again and i don't know if that says any like your stanza is interesting if that says anything about thor's character that is this even i mean looking at it more benevolently than than maybe it deserves to be but it could be could it be pointing out the sort of silly notion that thinking that like seducing a girl really held the same weight that stories of um slaying giants and stuff held if that's if that's in there i don't know i feel like not really i feel like this story isn't quite that serious and seriously trying to point out flaws in in certain logics but you know it's something to think is there a lesson in here for thor is it not just odin giving him a hard time and having a little a little fun at his son's expense is it actually trying to teach him a more important lesson and i i don't know if it is i feel like it's a little more lighthearted than that and not quite that serious but it's still something you could think about so i thought i'd mention it uh let's see thor said good was then the wench to thee and the ferryman said O thy help, then, had I great need to hold fast the white-armed maiden. And Thor said, I would have given it gladly if on the ground I had been. And the ferryman continues, And I would trust thee if thou didst not betray me. Uh, So Thor says, No heel-biter am I like an old hiding, like an old hide-shoe in spring. Oh, what? Uh, and basically, if you're if you're running out of food, you eat your shoes. Okay. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. But it's just again that back and forth they're having. So uh, thirty six. What didst thou mean, while Thor? And Thor said, "Against berserk women, I warred on Hyle, Isle. With wickedness, they bewitched all men." 
And the stanza is a berserker is a wild warrior who fights with paroxysmal fury in his bare shirt and sensitive to pain. The reference to berserker women on the island of Hlelzi, the sea god Hler's island in the middle of Kategat, seems to point to sea goddesses whose iron clubs are the breakers on the shore. Okay. I guess I'm not familiar with that. But I guess just another fight that he had. And I don't know a lot more about, like, the story this is um, referencing. So, I'm a little bit at, at a loss of anything else to say about it. Um, but the ferryman said, "'Twas unworthy to thee to war on women.' And Thor says, She-wolves they were, not women indeed. They shivered my ship, which was short on land, threatened me with iron clubs, and drove the Theolophi. What didst thou meanwhile, Harbar? And a note is Thor's servitor. Um, so again, I don't... Theolophi is servant, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what story this is referencing so i don't really have a lot to add to it actually well, again a lot of these stories that they are referencing either are lost in time or we know of them and we'll talk about them yeah because we've gone over the lore many times so if yeah. you don't know it yeah. and i don't know it it's probably something lost it, it, it very it very well could be but then again might I forget everything these days? No, well, there's an old that. Person. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know what story that's referencing. Um, anyway, this other this other note on thirty seven said something about something about a particular sea goddess who could have been, or sea uh, goddesses who could have been involved. Asia? This is the land of the sea gods, the Halsey, where he was at. Yeah. Slaying the berserkers and Heller actually equals Asier. Oh, and that's near okay. the Danish island of Lasau, if I'm pronouncing oh, it right. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, but I don't know the actual story, story they're referencing. So no, everything else just talks about berserkers and what they are, and I'm like, well, of course everyone right. knows what a berserker is. Right, right, and the berserker was, I'm sure everybody knows, but somebody who, they normally take some sort of mushrooms or something, or some sort of drugs, and they go crazy and kill everybody, and they're totally insensitive to pain. And um, they can turn into bears, man. Yeah. <laughs> or at least wear bear skins. Um, but berserk women is interesting. I mean, I, I guess that could be a thing. They were fighting Amazons. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what it's getting at. Um, anyway, I don't know a lot about that story. But, um, so, I think I'll continue. The ferryman said, On the herring was I, on the herring was I, which was hither made, to raise the war flag and redden spears. Uh, okay, so this actually seems to be some something, you know, getting ready to raise the war flag and red and spears or start wars. Again, no actual details are given here. Uh, but Thor says, to my, to my mind thou callest that thou camest to war on us. And the ferryman said, I shall make, I shall make up for that with a mickle ring as daysmen my deem is dooming between us. And the note says, Harbreth has done harm to Thor by disturbing the work of the farmers. Now Harbreth offers a ring in atonement, or has been suggested that the word for ring in the original may also be understood in, in malum partum, which may account for Thor's indignation. Oh, wait, did you have anything you want to say about that? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to think of other things that it might be. But maybe he's offering a pledge of some sort? I don't know. An oath? 
Yeah. The name's Daysman. Yeah, that... That, um... Um... What's it called? That note is interesting. Har Harbarth has done harm to Thor, I guess, by bringing up war and stuff by disturbing the work of the Farbers. So... Uh. Maybe the next Thor is supposed to be a bit upset again, mm -hmm. and it may be because he's trying to bribe him with a ring. Okay, right, right. And and the ring offered like as atonement, but it's like, well, that's not that's not nearly enough. Um, because Thor says, "Whence hast thou these hateful words? Far more hateful ones heard I never." And and that is actually another um interesting interplay between Thor and Odin, I suppose. On one hand, Odin is always about war and stuff like that. That's his main thing, so to speak. Whereas Thor being at least closer closer related to, like, the farmers or the common man or whatever is... I mean, war is sort of worse for them. Because it does kind of get in the way of production and everything else. So uh, for kings and nobility and stuff like that, war might just be, you know, a thing to do and part of life. Whereas it, it's really hard on regular people and, and farmers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I think I'll continue... Uh, the ferryman said, My words I have from whites so old who dwell in the house of the home... And the note saying, the home is the world of men, the house of the home, hence graves. Uh, Odin gathers wisdom from the dead. Okay, so That's that what is my note says. a thing. Yeah. Um, Thor said, a good name givest thou to the graves indeed, when thou callest them house of the home. Uh, and the ferryman says, thus I think of such things. And Thor replies the glibness of tongue i would gag full soon so soon as i wait over the water then the wolf louder i ween thou wouldst howl if the hammer struck thy head again he thor is very much getting upset and the idea of gaining information or speaking to the dead is um not necessarily a popular thing i mean mm -hmm. it's popular as in it happens but it's it's kind of like today you wouldn't necessarily look favorably on someone who dealt with the dead. There's just there's, there has always been a negative connotation to that. I mean, at, at least to some extent, there's always been a negative connotation to that. I mean, I, it was accepted in practice, and you had safe magic and everything else where there's a lot of dealing with the dead, but it wasn't necessarily... I don't know. There was there was just not necessarily th it's there was a bit unsavory. A yeah, yeah. That's maybe that's the way to put it. Disturbing the dead can be unsavory. Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. Again, a lot like today. Um. So the ferryman goes with Sif. Someone sleeps in her bower. Thy strength thou should stake against against his. Um. So again, you know, just more insults here. And Thor here, said, "I have a note. I have a note. <coughs> uh, we, okay. we also, we of course know that that is Thor's wife, right? Yeah. Um, they're presuming the lover is Loki because of the Lokasinma. Yeah, Because I think yeah. Loki mentioned it there, but then again, Loki says a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's some. I I think that's up for debate. Um." You know, everybody might have a different view on it, but it, yeah, in in that tale, it was implied that like, Thief uh, and Loki had a relationship going, but again, I don't think we really know if that's true or not, and I, it kind of a lot depends on each person and how they personally think about about that and maybe the work that they do with the gods themselves. But that is definitely a rumor. So, uh, to use it here would also make sense. 
Um, and Thor replies to that, uh, with wicked words sayest thou what worst would seem to me, but craven knave, I know that thou liest. All right, so Thor is like, well, that's a pretty mean thing for you to say, but I know that you're lying. Um, and Odin replies, no lie I tell thee, full late, full late art thou now. Far hadst thou been had I ferried thee over. Um... <laughs> The note says a much debated passage. Okay. No, why I tell thee further late art thou now? Far Is he just saying, well, I'm not lying about this. Um, you are much later now than if I had never been here to ferry you over in the first place. Yep. And, and the next one makes sense. Thor says, cowardly harbor, thou hast helped me, held me here over long. Okay, so pretty straightforward. And Thor, the Thor, or Odin says, Never had I thought that Thor would break a ferryman to fleer at him. Which is your say, because I don't know what fleer means. Uh, I thought not ever that as a Thor would be hindered by a ferryman thus from fairing. Okay, uh, so sort of the idea that I never thought Thor would be so hindered by just like a simple ther- ferryman. Um, uh, blah, blah, and Thor says, Now give heed to my words, and row hither thy boat, let mocking be, and fetch Magni's fate over. And the ferryman says, Get thee from the firth, I shall not ferry thee over. Alright, so now kind of arguing, like, come on, just take me over already. (laughs) And Thor said, Then show me the way, since thou wilt not ferry me over the firth. And the ferryman said, "'Tis not long to show, all the longer to fare, a while to the st- a while to a while to the stock and while to the stone, then take thy way to the left till to Verland thou comest, will Fjorgi there meet Thor her son, Thor her son, and show her kinsman the road, how he may come to Othan, and the no land of men where the earth goddess." Fjorgni will show him the way to Valhall. Odin is, of course, sending Thor on a fool's errand. Okay, so, and Thor replies, I don't know. Uh, will I get, will I get thither today? And the ferryman says, with toil and moil thou mayest at sunrise get thither since it's thawing. And the note says, which would make traveling especially arduous if we accept Eagleson and Bugue's interpretation of the difficult of this difficult line. Right, and, and Thor says, scant now be our speech, since thou but scoffest at me, my might thou shalt feel if we if we meet again. And the ferryman says, get thee gone now, where are where all trolls may take thee. Um, and that's the end. So, I mean, I think the whole thing really is just uh, uh, this, this back and forth between Odin and Thor, and um, Odin really being kind of insulting here, but I, I think it is... Um, I think it's it's mostly in good fun just giving Thor kind of a hard time by... But, you know, just just sort of giving him a hard time under an assumed name which i mean there are there are people like in the real world who do stuff like that and sometimes i am one of them depending on which friends i'm with uh so yeah i think it's a relatively light-hearted piece of lore it does bring up a lot of the exploits that thor goes through which is nice and and i kind of think there is a little bit of humor to it it it's it's hard to get a lot of the humor when you're reading Hollander because it's so hard to get through him just because not because he's a bad writer because he's a good writer but because um, he likes to use old timey English yes. in place of something more readable yes exactly but I don't and I don't know maybe this isn't on purpose maybe it's not weird at all but I do think it's kind of funny Thor's like yeah I slayed all these giants and made the earth safe for mankind and Odin's like well I got a I got a girl and seduced her I think 
I think at some point, and some part of me is thinking that Odin is trying to teach Thor a lesson that there are people that you cannot convince to do anything, and the only thing to do is leave. That could be. That could be too. Um, and it does come across more as lighthearted, but there could be a lesson in there. Could be a lesson in there about that. About that as well. Like sometimes, and actually, if there is or not, and if it's an intentional or not, that is actually a good lesson. Sometimes somebody's not going to help you, no matter how long you stay there, and they're just going to end up insulting you or not insulting you, but they're not going to help you, and they're not going to make your life better, and they are going to make your life worse. And in this situation, it's pretty, um, it's not really a big deal. It's not like he ends up putting him in in major danger but if you were in a different situation it could lead to being put in like a a seriously dangerous situation if you absolutely needed something done and somebody's not doing it sometimes it's more important to just leave instead of counting on them because yeah sometimes people will just absolutely not do something and and you're right Odin does not break down at the end and give him a ride across so that kind of makes sense for your interpretation because if he was just joking or whatever you might think that well at the end he'll give him a ride across and be nice but he doesn't so maybe there is maybe there is some sort of lesson in there of just knowing when to stop pursuing something yes yeah, actually, yeah, I, th- I think that makes I think that makes a lot of sense. So maybe it's not quite as lighthearted as I took it originally. There is a lesson, a more important lesson in there. Sure, uh, you can yeah. have lighthearted lessons. It's easy <coughs> enough to have. It makes it palatable yeah. to the audience, right? And it still can be very uh, educational. Right. Yeah. 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 There's no reason you couldn't have lighthearted and have a lesson in there. So. Yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. So that that definitely might be it. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and do closing closing thoughts. Do you have anything else to add? Well, it is sad that we don't have everything to back up every little thing said in this. However, still say it has a lot of hints of something deeper that you can go into. It calls on stories that we do know, it calls on stories we don't know, but we can piece together maybe some sort of knowledge from it. And and again, I'll restate it, I very much do think that this is a lesson to take to heart. There are some people who are either stubborn, ignorant, just mean-spirited that will not or cannot help you, and sometimes you just need to move on. Otherwise, you will be stuck there arguing all day, and it serves no one any good. Yeah, I guess I will just sort of uh, second second that. I do think it's a fun story. It's a fun story to read, and there are kind of funnyish parts in there. Um, but yeah, I I I'm uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. So I'm glad we had this discussion because it is important to remember that. Yeah, sometimes you just can't convince somebody of anything, and you can argue all day long, and you're just going to waste your time. So sometimes it's important to just move on. Anyway, I think that is it for today. So, Laura, thank you again very much for being on. Do you want to remind people where they can find your book? Uh, I suppose. Uh, just go to Amazon.com. Type in my name, Stephen Oaks, S-T-E-V-E-N-O-A-K-S, and you should be able to find my books there if you are so interested. If not, hey, that's perfectly fine. We all have our different things that we want to do. I just encourage you to go out and do the thing that you enjoy. Okay, and I will definitely put a link in the show notes to that. So, everyone, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you wanted to send us any email, please feel free to do so, and you can do that at Podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to check out our website, that is hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. You can find the podcast. You can find everything about the podcast there, RSS and email links and, and 
and all that other stuff do remember to check out northern runes radio if you haven't done that lately and subscribe to the rss so everyone thank you very much for listening and we will see you next month for a hell for a hell